0: Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. Kiddushin Lamedtes, Kiddushin 39b, pagination is 78, <clears throat> we're going to start about midway on the page, the first word on the line is Detanya. An interesting thing about Judaism and the way the Torah presents the religion is that reward is not the overriding focus of the book and of the tradition. We certainly believe in reward. There's a concept of reward both in this world and the next world. But the concept of reward is not the overriding motivation for Torah. In fact, we have a concept of doing things because they're the right thing to do as Hashem shared with us that ethical system over and above, independent of reward. We have a mission in Avos, for example, that tells us, Don't be like the servants who serve their master simply because they want to get the reward. or the reverse, because they don't want to get punished. Instead, serve Hashem with motivation, because it's the right thing to do, and Hashem is a great being, the great being, to whom we want to have a relationship with. In this session, in the name of Rabbi Yaakov, the Gemara explores two mitzvahs which seemed to say explicitly that the reward for these mitzvahs is length of days and explains in the name of Rabbi Yaakov that the promise of length of days was not regarding this world, but rather length of days in the world to come in the time of eternity. Now, when we use the terminology of the world to come, it's important to realize that there are at least two applications of the concept world to come, and you have to always know which one is being referred to. One concept is the olam haneshamos, the place that the soul goes after a person's passing, and we sometimes refer to that as olam haba, the world to come where the neshama, the soul, walks, so to speak, from one room to the other, very much alive, was alive in this world in conjunction with a body, and is alive in the next world, independent of the body. And then there's another term of olam haba, which refers to this world as we know it, but morphed into what's called achares hayamim, the end of days, Which is the time after Mashiach comes, when the world develops with clarity that Hashem is the ruler, and as far as the person themselves goes, the body and the soul merge into one, similar to the way it was originally intended by Adam HaRishon, by first man, before the sin. And that too is referred to as Olam Haba, the world to come. It's an earthly existence that's so elevated that we might not necessarily refer to it or recognize it as an earthly existence. It becomes sublime and spiritually dominated. In any case, the two mitzvahs that our Gemara is addressing is Kibber HaVa'em honoring parents, where it says, yomecha, you'll have length of days. And likewise, Shiluah Hakain sending away the mother bird, instead of taking the mother with the children. And over there also it says, V'ha'arachta yomim, you'll have length of days. So Rabbi Yaakov says, that this length of days refers to, T'chiyas HaMesim, the resurrection of the dead, meaning it's referring to Olam Haba, the world to come, of the earthly existence, that if the person does these mitzvahs, they'll be granted Acharis Hayomim, length of days, in the Acharis Hayomim type of existence. Says Rabbi Yaakov, it has to be like that. Why? Because if a person's father told him, go up to a high place, and get me these birds, and the child goes, he climbs up, he sends away the mother bird and takes the little birds that were desired, and on his way down, he falls and he dies. Where's the goodness that was promised, the length of days that the Pasuk promised? And this person has a conjunction of two mitzvahs that are both associated with this promise of length of days. It must be that when it says length of days explicitly by these mitzvahs, it's referring to of Olam Haba, this person has both Kibbutz Avayim and Shiluah Haken at the same time, and such a thing could happen to him. It must be that that's not what the pasuk was referring to—a guarantee in our existence, the way we know it currently. So the Gemara challenges and says maybe such a thing will never happen. And the Gemara answers Rabbi Yaakov Yaakov witnessed such an occurrence and he had to do soul searching and trying to figure out and he came to the conclusion clearly that's not what the Pasek meant if such a thing could happen. The Gemara wonders if perhaps the person was thinking about an Aveira and that... Overtook him, and the Gemara says that mitzvah e nizokin. A person on his way to do a mitzvah is supposed to be protected, and that's true both on going and on coming. And the working assumption of Rabbi Yaakov is that the promise of arichas yomim. By these two mitzvahs, was not referring to earthly existence as we know it. It's referring to a more sublime existence after Tchias Hamesim, and that's where this merit is rewarded. Continuing five lines into the wide, of Yosef, Rab Yosef said, "Il mali darshay acher lahaykra." If only acher the famous Elisha ben Avuya, the Talmud Chacham who went off the derech. If only he had darshaned this posuk, ki Rabbi Yaakov, like Rabbi Yaakov, Bar-barate, his descendant, lokhata he would never have sinned and gone off the derech. Va'acher, mayhu, what exactly was the story with Acher that you're telling me if only he learnt like Rabbi Yaakov. So, Ikada Amriki hai Chaza, that this type of story is what he saw. And when he realized that a person doing a mitzvah that's a conjunction of two mitzvahs with which Arik is associated, he came to the conclusion that he doesn't want to be observant. He got so shattered and shaken by the experience that he went off the derech and continuing in the story of Acher, we have that uh, Reb Meir continued to associate with him. Ve'ikad Amri, others say that it wasn't a story like this of Kiber HaVa'eim together with Shiloh Hakain, but there was a different story, he lived in the time of Roman oppression, and Lishna the Chutzpiss Chaza, he saw the tongue of Chutzpis, the Maturgaman, the speaker, Big Talmud Chacham, and he used his mouth to announce the words of Torah. And he saw that upon his death, his tongue was disgraced. Have a le davar acher, a pig was. Carrying the tongue? Omar, he said, Peshe hipik margolios Loch afar. Could it be that the mouth that gave forth diamonds should now be trashed, so to speak? Nafakhata, so he lost his faith and he went out and sinned. And that's the Ikada Amri, that's the second story that's associated with Akher. But again, the main theme of this section is when a reward is promised, what exactly is being promised? And we're being told that even though kibbutz Va'im is indeed associated with blessing, the Gemara on the top of the Amud quotes that it's something that's Ochal Peroseim <speaking> ba'olam azeba, Karin Kayemeslola <Hebrew> La'olam Haba, it's reward in principle like an investment, the principle, is for the world to come, but you benefit the peros. It grows dividends that you can benefit from in this world. And likewise, we encountered the story of Dhamma ben Nisina on Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph 31a, where he honored his father and was rewarded. This certainly beneficial. Even in this world, there is reward but as far as the explicit blessing that's being described, Rabbi Yaakov said it's referring to the world to come. After Tchiyas HaMesim, that reward will be given as a result of this mitzvah. These mitzvahs. Thank you for joining